Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Chivas del Norte podcast. My name is Varo, and we're about to discuss everything Chivas Femenil with me, Melissa, and we have a special guest for this episode too. Amy is joining us from the Footmax Nation and our football podcast. Amy, what's up? What's up? It's totally right that I do this after we shunned Melissa from the live that we had yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know what happened because you said you were trying to join, right, Melissa? Yeah, I sent the invite and it said that you had to add me. But I mean, I guess this is the beginning of the end of my tenure with Chivas del Norte. <laughs> I'll slowly start vanishing. No, no never. No. no, never. I'm just making a guest appearance. I'm, I'm happy to be on. I will say, I've told Melissa this a bunch of times. Um, but like the way you guys are handling this Chivas Feminine podcast has just been like absolutely like you guys are crushing it. Like it's good. Like it's super, super good. I enjoy listening to it. Um, I like the way you guys break everything down. And I mean, you already have that audience, Vara, from the Chivas and Arte men's side. But given that it's tough times over at the men's side, I can see <laughs> like those, like you're just organically kind of like what we talk about with Liamex, you know, English like world. It's like you're just organically bringing in those fans. They're like, you know what? There's a Chivas team that's winning. I want to listen to what's going on over there. And every time, like I can totally see how Chivas fans are like getting amped up to support the women's side. So bravo. I just want to start off with saying that. Thanks. Oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, you know, like we've been putting out the gifts and the videos of the games. And I think as the season progresses, it's gaining more and more traction. I know, um, Melissa, you, you've seen it too. Like, um, we're just getting more attention for like the feminine content that we try to put out. Yeah. And even the players are, are taking notice too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this morning I was looking through the notifications and like a couple of players liked a couple of the tweaks from last night that we sent out. So that's always like cool to see. That's pretty, I mean, that's pretty awesome in women's soccer in general. Like, uh, just like the way that they are and like, <laughs> like they go and like, search, I, I almost feel like they go and search their names, but it's pretty cool to see that engagement that they have, like with those tweets, just like organically. Yeah. And especially with Chivas, I think Maria Sanchez actually like retweeted your tweets, didn't she? Uh, I don't know if she did it last night, but she definitely did it when um, we still get notifications for the tweet of her uh, keeping the he- the ball in with yeah. her head when she yeah, like slid off the field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we still get notifications for that tweet. That's like one of our most popular tweets that we've ever done. <laughs> yeah, and I usually joke with, with Janely Farias because she hasn't been playing, so she's watching the games about what she has been feeding Maria Sanchez to make her so good. And like she said that this time it was Red Bull that she get, she bought her like a can of Red Bull and now she's going to buy her a whole case after that win. <laughs> I saw that. That was funny. And then uh, you know you guys um are talking about players being searched up. And last week um I had a tweet that went viral and uh, it led to a bunch of people googling who who Alicia Cervantes was and uh, I took a lot of pride in that. <laughs> I'm so mad at you for not plugging the pod. Like, you got it. That, I told Melissa, I was like, I don't want that kind of attention to the <laughs> to the podcast, maybe. Because I was like, there were some crazy people out there and like crazy people in my mentions. I was like, yeah, I don't I don't think I want them listening to us. <laughs> I didn't realize yeah, but... just I've always heard that joke because I remember when I was on the um Eagle, uh, the Eagle Eye podcast. Um, who is it? I think it's Christian. That's from Staten Island. So I've yeah. always I've always known like that, like whatever it's what is it like that stereotype or whatever right so i made like a vague joke but i didn't know how intense it was until your your tweet went viral people that it was just supposed to be a joke (laughs) (laughs) and then like maga just started jumping in my mentions i was like all right time to mute this because 
I'm not going to read all, all of this. <laughs> I will yeah. say my favorite thing is what Melissa pointed yeah. out to me was that somebody actually took the time to figure out who Elisa Cervantes was, quote tweet yeah. you, and then try to make fun of you for enjoying Elisa Cervantes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't put, I didn't like give the tweet any attention on Twitter, but like offline, I was just like, look, someone, someone actually took their time and. Now they know who Alisa Cervantes is, so they learned I did something my job. New. Yeah, and now the, the, the actual team knows. Like, I, I sometimes talk with the Chivas Feminine, like the official account community manager, and I sent him that. And he did see it, and he was laughing a lot. He said that it was pretty cool <laughs> that they got all that exposure in the States, and that it was, like, unexpected and, like, really random, but he, he found it so funny that that happened. Where's Barrow's check? <laughs> then tell them look at, that, look at that organic engagement he gave them yeah someone also tweeted last night that i should get a raise so that was nice i mean i'm not getting paid for this but it was nice that they thought of me like that so so thank you person who tweeted that that's that's awesome um do you, you all want to get into the game now i know it took us a while to fall asleep last night melissa because we were excited they probably what happened I probably blacked out during certain parts of the match. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, <laughs> she was one. And I mean, I'm still hoping I won't wake up from this. But yeah, I mean, she was win a, a massive win for them. I will say I had, and I said on the live, and I even had it on my quiniela that I'm part of. Like I did, I really did think, like I, I, it was an exciting match, which which we were all right about. But I did feel like Rayados was still going to come out and do something. Um, but I wasn't going to be upset if Chivas won. And bo- like they won so good. Like I'm, I'm so proud to be wrong. Like it was just such an exciting game for like everyone involved. Maybe not so much for Rayadas um, that we're definitely going to get into. But it was, it was really exciting. And I said, and I said this earlier. Um, you know, like. It is exciting soccer that we're watching from the women's side. So this game was a really good culmination after what we had seen in the first game, which was a Chivas game, the very first game of the season. To see it come back like midway with this game is is super fun, and I can't wait. Like to because now we're gonna see more and more like Clasicos or more of the top teams, you know, meeting up with each other. It should be it should be fun, and this game was a really good like just reminder of what we're seeing in the league. Yeah, and we were talking about it. Like I said, if they if Chivas wins, I want it to be like as convincing as possible. I don't want anybody to say, oh, it was luck or it was the ref or whatever. No, I, I want it to be like as clean a win as possible and like just like let everyone know that that this team is is really good. And uh, I mean, I think that for me it was like a bit emotional last night because it kind of felt like vindication i mean i'm not going to love this team any anymore or any less because of the results but to be able to see like everybody like see them the way that i see this team and like to see all the effort pay off i mean i was tweeting about this last night um this is kind of like the payoff for the team for the efforts they have been putting in for for like a year and a half now like since nelly simon got appointed and all the criticism she got and, like, the criticism that has been thrown at players. Like, I know specifically Norma Palafox gets a lot of hate. And, like, to see them have this this big night and and to to see them, like, really shine and, and like, taking the moment, I mean, it's, it was really, really special. And, and I, I was really happy to see that. And, and yeah, I mean, it's just like a Chore said. I mean, we're, we're not the best team yet just because we won last night. 
but it's kind of like a bit of a warning and and it's great to see them like get this win and enjoy it and just like look at all, all the effort and the work that they have been putting in is, is starting to pay off for them. Yeah, I think Chivas and Shorty, like, you know, you thought it was over an overall team effort last night and Shorty obviously had a plan that he wanted to implement it and um, his players went on the field and per- executed it, maybe not perfectly because he did say he wasn't happy that they got scored on twice, but um, it's, a, it's as good of a game plan as you can have and they executed it well. Um, you know, he Shorty made some changes going into the game. Melissa, I know he hadn't been playing with a pure right wing player for a couple of games now, and he plugged Norma Palafox back in last night. And then at left back, I think it was a big change too. I know you you didn't want Torres starting. I know. Yeah, no, and, I um, He started. Uh, he started Andrea Sanchez on the on that side last night. Yeah, I mean, I, I was a bit surprised about Norma starting, but also, I mean, Jocelyn Montoya didn't make the trip, so I'm guessing she must be injured or something, even though, like, that's not information we are getting. And to see Andrea Sanchez start, I was kind of expecting it because she played, like, a full half last match. So I'm guessing that maybe she's not 100% yet because she got subbed at, I think, like, at 60 minutes in. But yeah, I mean, I'd rather have like Andrea Sanchez on, on left back because she's a national team player. So she's got like that kind of experience that you want against a team as strong as Rayadas. I mean, you want someone that, that can handle that pressure. Yeah, um, you know, our defense has been playing great. You know, we, we were going to need them to play great against Monterrey. And, you know, Chivas wins 4 2. And let's just start talking about the goals that happened last night. Um, you know, 25th minute. Alisa Cervantes applies La Ley de Lex off a corner, assisted by Maria Sanchez. How how do you react to that first goal, Melissa? I mean, I was like a bit worried at first for Chivas because I think on the first five minutes they had some chances and they were really trying to go forward. And then Rayadas started pinning them back on their own half. And then they, they were able to break that, that pressure. And I mean, set pieces, they're always like a, a great tool to, to break sometimes that that momentum of the opposing team. So it's great that they were able to to convert that. And I mean, it's just like our dream duo, Maria Sanchez and, and Licha Cervantes, who started getting like that job done. Yeah, I know on the on the I know me and Amy talked about it on the the Periscope thing we did that uh we have to like find streams to watch these games. And that first goal, I wasn't sure if it had, if it had went in until I saw like Alicia Cervantes just jump around because. Because it, uh, it went through the Godinez's legs. So yeah, it was like confusing. Struggle. <laughs> yeah, it was confusing if it was like a known goal or it was like Licha or or what happened. And then like, if you see like the replay, I think it's very clear that it was Licha who, who pushed that ball in. Yeah, and they had created they were, they had created chances earlier. So I was scared that it was going to be one of those games where Chivas created opportunities but never capitalized on any of them. I know... Licha had a shot in the box that Godinez kept out. It was like a close-range shot, too. Nicole Perez had attempted a long-range shot. And then uh, Rayadas as well. I think uh, Desiree Monsevice had a header in the box that Blanca, Blanca Felix saved decently. So it was like going to be a back-and-forth game. Yeah, Godinez was starting to scare me. I was having like Volpi flashbacks when I started oh. seeing her save everything. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's happening on the women's side, too. I saw that tweet and I was like, oh, please don't don't let there be a female Volpi that's going to haunt Chivas every game they play them. 
And then let's talk about the second, um, well, not the second Chivas goal, the pretty much immediate response from uh, Rayadas. Dani Solis uh, run down the left wing. She made a great cut that caught uh, Michelle Gonzalez and then an even greater shot to beat Blanca Felix. Like, there was nothing, nothing they could do. Yeah, that's when I started panicking because the last time they played a year ago, the two first Rayadas goals, they were goals that Daniela Solis did the exact same play. And when I saw that, I was like, no, no, this is going to happen again. And like, what, what's what's going on here? Because I had just tweeted out that it was important for Jacqueline Rodriguez, who has been, I mean, she's been having a great season, the, how important it was going to be for her to be able to cut off Daniela Solis so that she wasn't going to, to be able to do those runs. And then when I saw that she missed, they just she was she was just inches away from cutting off that that pass to Daniela Solis, and then I saw the run, and I was like, no, it's happening again. <laughs> and I was like, no, I don't want this. And, and and I started panicking a bit because I thought, okay, so they're going to need to to bounce back really quickly, so that they they don't start getting like nervous and thinking that that Rayadas can come back into the game because Rayadas, she, they're such a strong team that they can just kill you off in one chance that they get. As an impartial third party, because I, like I said, I didn't care who won. I just wanted an exciting game. <laughs> when I saw Micha score, I was happy. And then when I saw Dayadas quickly respond with Daniela Solis, who, by the way, I've said this on the timeline a bunch of times. She has a super cool YouTube channel, and it got to 10K, so congrats to her. But to see like that back-to-back, I was like, okay, this is going to be a high-scoring game. And it was, um, but to see it happen in that like consecutive notion was like super cool just like added to that excitement um even more and then there was like kind of controversy because i think like right after that this raymond device like didn't get a pk call which i'm still leaning i'm on the fence but i'm leaning more towards pk what did you guys think yeah i think that if if they had called it as a penalty kick like i i wouldn't have had like a problem with that so yeah, I mean, it was like really controversial. I'm glad that they didn't get the the PK, but yeah, I mean that that could have changed the the game basically. Yeah, it came at like um, that was like I want to say Rayados' best ten minutes of the game because it was at a time where Rayados was really pushing and had kind of pinned Chivas back, and it came yeah. a minute right before Chivas' second goal. So I think if that penalty gets called and they and they score it, it it, it probably would have been like a completely different game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no question. It was like a weird play because I, I don't think either of them like touched the ball. But yeah, I mean, I, I can totally see why why they could have called it as a penalty. Yeah, this is why we I was, need I was bar. Happy there's no bar <laughs> in the Liga next Sunday. <laughs> yeah, but like even watching the replay, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think it's more just like for pe- or I guess I guess because we don't have it in Liga MX Femenil, I think it's more like for peace of mind. Like if if the if the ref goes and checks it and then she says it's not a VAR call, like at the end of the day, all right, they did check it and she's still making a questionable call, but at least we had that, you know, that acknowledgement of we're gonna review it. But now it kinda just leaves it on the open. I mean it is what it is. We don't have it. We're not gonna have it this season and, at all. And like I mean, what's the point of having VAR if a lot of the refs and they, I mean this is for for all teams. Like they tend to make like really bad calls, so I don't think that it would help. And also, I mean, we we, we need to talk about the fact that it was um, Diana Perez Borja, the ref for this one, and she has history with Rayadas. I mean, there's a lot of beef there. Doesn't Borja have a Twitter account? At the, this point? There, there's a parody. 
yeah, oh, there's, there's a parody account. account. Yeah, and then she's always tweeting that she's going to to show red cards to Rayada's players, and because <laughs> and they were saying this on the broadcast, like the only time mm, Diana Perez Borja has issued a red card, it was against Rayadas. It was Mariana Cadena. I think that there's a, a photo floating around of her <laughs> sending of, of Mariana Cadena. So yeah, I mean, Rayadas fans hate her and. Yeah, so, I mean, whatever she did, it was going to be controversial. But the fact that it was, like, a apparently a, a PK that wasn't given to them, like, it just made everything worse for them. And I think that that was the only time that Rayadas, I mean, from that moment forward, like Vara was saying, I think from that moment forward, it was just a pure Chivas match. Like, from then, like, it, like I, that call, just not being able to finish any of the remaining, I mean, not until, you know, the end of the match with Eileen Avilas, but... I think at that point, it just was kind of almost smooth sailing. Like, everything that didn't click for Rayadas just automatically clicked with Chivas. And you saw that with their second goal that came in, like, right after. Yeah, they got a bunch of yellows, too. Like, it's maybe not as common to see them get that many yellow cards on a game. But they were, like, really frustrated. I mean, again, Mariana Cadena tends to be, like, a, a really calm player. And I could see that she was, like, really angry and... And it's not, like, normal to see them lose their cool like that. Yeah, Amy, you mentioned, you know, that no call. And then a minute later, we get one of, like, the greatest counterattacks that I've ever witnessed as a Chivas fan. I think Carolina Jaramillo makes the initial outlet pass to get uh, Cervantes on the right wing. And then she dribbles the ball for, like, a couple couple yards. And then for, like, 25 yards out, she just drops a dime in front of Maria Sanchez. And uh, Maria Sanchez just buries it. And it's, like... What a, what a goal. It was also super hilarious because, like, Daniela Solis scores, and I think you replied to something, and I was like, no, no, Rayadas now isn't worried about any potential counters because now it's level, so they're going to keep pressing it. And, like, two <laughs> minutes later, you get, like, one of the best counters in Liga MX Feminine history with that Maria Sanchez goal. So that was pretty... But I think that that is also kind of goes into what we're saying. Like, I don't think Rayadas expected that, and then when they realized just, like, the power that they... that that Chivas has, right? It's an assist off Licha. Like, it's a Maria Sanchez goal with that impeccable run. They kind of were just like, oh, we didn't know that it was going to be this kind of versatile thing. Like, they must have done their homework to some extent, but they didn't realize just how versatile maybe um, Chivas is. Because I think with Rayadas, you do have versatility, but it's in a very, like, uniform way, right? You still have your midfielders who are the, who are the midfielders. You still have the strikers. But this, you saw much more of a collaboration that just worked, like, like tenfold for Chivas. Yeah, they had this play that I don't know. It was what Nicole Perez, Jaramillo, Maria, and and, and Licha, and they were like holding the box, touching the ball, and it was like really great to see. But yeah, I mean, I think that that Rayadas maybe they weren't expecting Chivas because I think that they're also kind of used to to teams like running out of gas against them or, like, defend so much that at some point they fall apart, and Chivas didn't, and I think that that also kind of caught them off guard a bit. Yeah, I think it was a little bit of, um, you know, they're just saying, you know, everybody has a plan until so, so you get punched in the face, and I think Chivas just punched Rayados in the face, and, they, and they've and they never been, you know, attacked like that, so they didn't know how to react. So I think eventually we're probably going to play them again in the Giga or maybe even in the finals, so they'll be more prepared. But last night she was just rocked them and they they didn't know how to react. I also like the I also like this like it's not I mean at least I think you you're the one that had this really great like tweet that you sent out where 
it's not similar to 2017, right? But before I saw that tweet, uh, I swear on anything, um, when Norma scored her goal, you know, like at the 63rd minute, she did the dance. And correct me if I'm wrong, but for some reason, it was like, wow, she hasn't done that or felt that way. Um, with everything that she's gone through, you know, leaving the league for a little while, you know, her fam- what, uh, you know, with her mom, her mom passing mm-hmm. away and everything, I, I, I felt like, wow, I haven't seen her like with that much excitement since the time that she was dancing in 2017 when they won the title, and, and so I just kind of tweeted it out. I was like, I don't know, this it does have those similarities, and then you went ahead and tweeted out like, well, actually, they are doing kind of in the same way trajectory, but with against much tougher and more talented teams um so i thought it was kind of cool to kind of see that like re-emergence of like achievas that maybe not a lot of people got to see because the league was just starting and now you're kind of seeing it honestly to the point where i know it's early but if like yeah if you see a tight if this was like a potential title preview i can see chivas winning that game again yeah i mean that's why i was saying earlier like it feels like a bit of of like vindication because i know that that people have been maybe brushing them off a little bit like oh i mean they just want a match and they feel like they want a, a championship but yeah it feels like like much larger than that and and like i was saying if people are feeling like it's 2017 again i mean they're not wrong the that's the level they're they're playing right at right now and also like overall the feel of the team like they all look so happy and so relaxed and so confident that's something that we also hadn't seen in a while. I mean, even though Coach Villa was getting some results, the team looked tense all the time. I mean, there was always like this this tension that that maybe the the, the rivals could could turn the results around. And I think that it's great to see that not only because of the level of play, but also of this like attitude and this joy that that they seem to have found again on the pitch. Yeah, Melissa, we mentioned it like on on every pod, I feel like, but you know, we've seen them interact on social media, we've seen their posts, and I think it's all just reflecting onto the field. And you got to give credit to Shorty to come in all of a sudden, and you know, you have your team producing the way they're producing. It's like it's not easy to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I got comments last night that they were saying that that Shorty was actually one of the most prepared coaches that that Chivas had on the youth in like third divisions but nobody believed that because I know I mean maybe he's dragging a bit like his reputation as a player or maybe that kind of like blocks people from from seeing him but it's also like interesting to to like his trajectory as a coach and what because we've seen him grown here in this tournament like maybe at the beginning he was trying to stick a bit to what Villa had left but now we are seeing like kind of like his style and he seems like much more flexible and willing to make adjustments and changes and and just like move his players around to to find what works and I think that's going to help him a lot like mid and long term and it's great to to see like that click too like that his system and what he's doing and implementing is working and it's like resonating with the players too. Yeah, I think last night was definitely like the perfect example because Norma had been hadn't been playing. Or hadn't been starting the last like two three games I want to say, and then last night she started and I mean she had a she had a great game. I know Amy, you said I replied to one of your tweets. It was actually supposed to be to the tweet that uh you sent me that Norma Palafox was uh putting in the work I I asked her to do, and I was just like lost on the timeline, so I think I replied to the wrong tweet. But you know 
at the in the second half. But she, she did. Had a, you did say you did say it in the preview though. You said like she's gonna have to just you know constantly be challenging that left side um, for Jayas, and she she did just that. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, the tweet, the tweet that I replied to you, that was supposed to be the tweet to the Norma Balafox one, where I was like, she was putting in work early, but then kind of faded out, and uh, Maria Sanchez took over. But then in the second half, she just came out like firing again. She um, at the forty seventh minute, she had a great ball to uh, to Licha for her second goal. I don't think she got credit for the goal because Licha tried to dribble past the goalie and the goalie deflected it godina has got a piece of it and then Licha finishes it but that that vision from Norma Palafox to make that pass and then Alicia to make that run is just it's like another great goal the thing that stands out to me I guess like to culminate not to like move on to another thing but like, is what you said at the beginning about it was like when he's doing the post-game press conference like he's still mm-hmm. not happy that I had to score two goals. I'm like, dude, you guys, yeah. I scored super, four very, very good goals. You're, you know, Licha, your star signing has got a brace. Normal's back in the in the score sheet. Like, like now it's scary. Now it's scary about like how much he wants. Like good scary, not like bad scary. But it's just it's super exciting to see like what else this Chivas team is capable of doing for the rest of the season. Yeah, it's kind of like he has that uh that Kobe Bryant mentality where uh. I think they were up in the finals like by two games or something and they asked him if they were like excited or something. He's like, why, why are we celebrating? You know, the job's not done. And I think uh, Shorty has has that same exact mentality because he brought it up again in the press conference. You know, he says, we're just going to keep preparing for our opponents week in, week out. You know, it doesn't matter who they are. We're just going to try to be the best team we can every, every game we play. Yeah, and I think that the, all the players have been doing great like even when he has had to to not use like Licha or maybe when Andrea wasn't there I think that everybody has been like contributing a lot and we're seeing like Nicole Perez go back to to being like such a like she's got a lot of talent but to see her at this level it's great and like you have Jacqueline Rodriguez who may have maybe like a bit underrated but she's doing like a lot and she's having a nice season too I mean I think that Overall, everyone, and I, and I know that maybe we center a lot on, on Maria and Licha because they're the ones scoring and because they, they really are on a, maybe on a level that that's, that it's a bit higher. But overall, I mean, I think that the team is solid on all lines and that's kind of like reflecting too on the results they are getting. Who's, who has ice cream? Where is that music coming from? Oh, no, that's, that's me. Melissa. Yeah, that's me. Sorry. There's a... <laughs> There's an ice cream guy coming over by my street. That's such a fun ice cream noise. But (laughs) totally, total discretion. Like, at this point, I kind of just, like, gave in to, like, every time the ice cream man passes by, like, Ollie gets an ice cream. Um, (laughs) But, like, it's it's gotten to the point where now, like, I'm excited when the ice cream truck man passes by. So I got, like, a, I got, like, serotonin just listening to the music. (laughs) Oh man, what Melissa? What were, you, what were you saying? I got distracted by the by the ice cream truck. <laughs> Sorry, no, no. I had just like finishing saying that. You know, everybody's oh, okay. performing yeah, yeah. so well right now. I mean, I did see like a tweet, maybe poking fun at Chivas and saying, "Oh well, I mean, Cadena is going to stop Maria and stuff like citing all of their defense. They have Rayadas has like great defense." And saying, and I mean, who who from Chivas is going to stop us? And I'm hope that he's learned the names now. 
maybe he can he's going to need them for liguilla yeah no i think i think the performances that uh nicole perez and uh, carolina jaramillo are, are like super underrated because they've just been bossing the midfield for chivas and kind of just putting everything together i know on the last the last goal for chivas um Balafox scores it, but it all starts from a, a great pass from Nicole Perez. She was kind of buried in the corner, and instead of like panicking and trying to just get a corner kick out of it, she takes her time, puts her head up, finds Carolina Jaramillo at the top of the box, and then you know Jaramillo lays it off to Maria, who gets the shot off. But it, it all starts from Nicole Perez, and I feel like a lot of people would just would overlook overlook that pass from her. Yeah, and Jaramillo got hit hard too. Like, she was completely flat on the grass. I mean, mm -hmm. I bet that those Rayadas players were also taking off some grudges <laughs> from the, from her time at Tigres there. But, yeah, she got hit really hard a lot, too. Yeah, she got she definitely got laid out. Um, Amy, what were you saying? No, I was going to say, if anybody uh, overlooks Nicole Perez, I will not talk to them for the rest of my life. <laughs> There's no reason that you shouldn't know who Nicole Perez is at this point. I just need to get that off the <laughs> Yeah, it's so so great to see her like recover her level and her, her confidence because I mean I know that that she's just kind of having like borrowed time here at Chivas. I really hope that she makes a move abroad, and I know that she will eventually. Yeah, I think she's definitely the type of player that you know she has the skills and and the mindset to definitely make an impact on the team in Europe. But um, just like overall, like just to wrap up the talk of the game i know monterrey scored again in like the 93rd minute off a off of avila's shot that blanca got a hand on but she couldn't keep it out but um besides that like the second half they monterrey didn't really worry us even when shorty kind of went defensive and he said you know what i'm just gonna watch the score line now I mean, speaking from like, I guess, like looking at Rayadas more, they just couldn't figure it out. I don't think I, he was, he was not like, Basera was just completely out coached by Chora, just like through and through. And then like the players didn't even know what to do. I mean, to the point, and I say that because to the point where you're bringing in Christina Birkenrode, which I, we don't have time to the Chivas Center pod to get into that, but you're bringing her on with like 20 minutes left clearly there's plenty of time where you could possibly start creating some type of chances for your side. But if that's like your ultimate decision to make with so much time left, you've, you've just completely already lost it. Like that's the point of desperation and not because Christina Birkenrode isn't a fantastic player, but she's still recovering. She did not need to come into this game. Um, you have plenty of options on that team, but yeah, I think, I think from that point on, or, you know, just like the second half in general, um, You've just completely been outcoached. This game was through and through Chivas, just completely. Yeah, we we mentioned Birkin Rose accident on the pod last week. And, um, you know, I didn't expect her to play. And it's not because I, I didn't want her to. I I always wanted, like, to play the best players. But when I saw her go in, I was like, that that's, like, not that's not safe. And, you know, we, we joked that Liga MX doesn't have a concussion protocol. But she, she definitely should have been out there. Yeah, I thought that she was just going to be on the bench, like to throw people off, or maybe just because she wanted to be there. But yeah. I didn't think that she was actually going to play. And I mean, that to me, that was honestly like a really bad decision. Um, you don't want to see any player like take unnecessary risks. And absolutely, like 
if the coaching staff is not going to make those decisions, then the league needs to put on a, a concussion protocol and take those decisions themselves because there's no point in, in risking a player's health like that so recklessly. Yeah, Melissa, you told me about uh, who was who was the QMS player that had a, had a, had played with a concussion before? Melissa Sosa, and it was two times. One time she got hit in the face during a Tigres match, and she kept playing, and the, the match was so intense that she fainted mid-match, and then she was up, but she shouldn't have maybe continued playing because she had like a black guy. I mean, it was like a really hard hit that she took. And then the other game was against Leon. She crashed against Blanca Felix, I think, but she got hit on the head, like she took the worst of it. And then they didn't sub her out. And she made like a big defensive mistake that ended up costing Chivas a match. And that's when like Villa stopped fielding her. And I think that also messed up her confidence a lot on her ability to perform. And and now she's loaned with, with Juarez. But yeah, I mean, I'm really, I'm still mad at that because beyond what it did like to her playing ability, it was also like an unnecessary risk to her health because it was like the second time that it had happened. And like the first time she she passed out, and it was like really scary to see your player like faint mid game. Yeah, they they definitely need to work on on the concussion protocol throughout soccer, and I feel like Liga MX uh, specifically. Cause I think I feel like um like I watch Barkley the Premier League, and I feel like they do some kind of concussion protocol now, but it's not still not the best. So definitely soccer can definitely improve on that. And then we're still waiting on the uh, I'm outing to it, Melissa. Yeah, I'm already, the, the I'm already let us down. I wanted to see what passive-aggressive tweet he could, <laughs> he could send out, but he, he was probably drinking champagne and fell asleep. <laughs> but, I mean, the Chivas account did tweet out that para Rayas los de, los de Chivas, or I don't know what was it, like maybe taunting yeah. Rayadas a bit. I like that. I like that banter. And now, um, you know, our upcoming game, I didn't realize it until somebody added me on Twitter. They said... um. On the next stop of the Licha Cervantes revenge tour was um, Atlas. So, and then I tweeted out, you know, if she did that to a team she left on good terms with, what is what is she going to do to Atlas on Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was so funny because I didn't see that. that's hilarious. <laughs> before the game, it was like Desire and Licha like running over each other. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Yeah, it's going to be a great <laughs> match. And then on the game, like I thought that Licha wasn't going to like celebrate the goals. But she did, and like she celebrated hard. So, yeah, I mean, if she did that to Rayadas, who are her friends, <laughs> I don't want to know what's going to no, happen. She's gonna, she's gonna, she's gonna pull Cuatemo Blanco. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. She's not gonna do that. <laughs> but that's hilarious. I did not see that tweet. That's so funny. Oh man, we need let's t-shirts. Get into it. Let's, let's get into the banter of this game. We need t-shirts that say Licha Revenge Tour 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I really and just need have one. the game. With the stats on the back of the shirt. <laughs> yeah, we, we really need those. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Licha Cervantes started off She uh, on a video interview with uh, Natalia Leon. She called Atlas her clientes. So basically, she scores on them whenever she plays them. And we know the whole backstory there that she was Atlas's leading goal scorer for the season, and she asked for a raise, and they told her no, and she waited out her contract and just left the team. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some 
but okay, in the Tala Leon interview, because I was watching the video before we we jumped on this and started recording, she kind of says it slightly sarcastic, or do you think she really meant it? Because she kind of like rolls her eyes and looks up, kind of like, like kind of sarcastic. I mean, there was like a hint of truth, but it it didn't feel like as aggressive as people were making it out to be. Or I don't know, Melissa, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, this, the, I think that the same thing happened with Jaramillo, like when Jaramillo said that the teams were going to be afraid of Chivas, she was laughing and it was like, kind of felt like like joking. And like same with Licha, like when she said that they were her clientas, like she was kind of laughing and it was like because she was prompted by Natalia Leon because Natalia Leon told her like add some spice to the, to the classical tapatio, like, like do it, like yeah, say they... something. And then, like she was just like performing, like saying, <laughs> oh yeah, they're my clients and whatever. I mean, I wouldn't take it like that, that hard. I mean, I it felt like, like really, like she was just doing it like to keep the interview going. I mean, and she was like laughing. It wasn't like that serious thing. She said. All right. So if she wasn't serious, I think uh, Alison Gonzalez was uh, definitely serious about her tweet, Melissa. Yeah, she, she tweeted out, um, one thing is to, to earn the respect from people and a very different thing is to want to, to bring out people's attention. And I mean, it was unnecessary, but she said I was like, Alison Gonzalez, 18-year-old Alison <laughs> with the band? I was like, oh, man. I mean... Yeah, okay, keep like keep it, keep it. And and I mean it's going to be fun. Um it was like also I mean it was like ah, whatever. She's tweeting that. But I'm kind of worried because now Atlas fans are getting like really violent against Licha. Like they're 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 actually adding Atlas players and asking who's going to break Licha's leg. So I think that's kind of like a bit over the top. But I mean I don't know, maybe if Chivas win by, by a, a big margin, they're going to jump into the pitch to stop the match or something. It's going to be fun to watch. Question question for you, Varo, as a diehard Chivas men side, because I know Melissa and I have kind of snoozed off at this point when it comes to all men's matches. But um, for you, like, when you see these bands, is it cool? Like, do you not want it to get to a certain point of toxicity? Like, how do you, like, what do you see? Do you want to keep the Liga Max Feminine noble? Um, and I guess that that particular question is more for Melissa and you. But just like as of right now, the banter. Do you do you enjoy it? Like, as a you know, as a male who's now like really getting into the Liga Max Feminine. I mean, I I like it. I just don't want it to get to the point where you know, like Melissa's saying that you got fans like asking for violence and who's going to break this player's leg like there's even when like the men do i'm like what, what what's wrong with you like that's not that's not right you know so i like i like it because i think if the banter gets people's attention and it gets more eyes on the league it'll get more people to watch the games but if you're gonna start getting violent and you know fans are gonna start fighting each other i feel like the guy max Feminine is like a great like family environment you, you take your kids to watch the games and you know it's like a family thing Sometimes the men's game can be, you know, not as fun because there's, I feel like there's always fights at, at the games that I've been to. But yeah, the banter for like players and, you know, make it fun, but don't, don't bring in like violence into the league or into the game. Yeah. And I mean, we see maybe, maybe like players throwing like those tweets and whatever, but I mean, Alison Gonzalez is probably friends with Nicole Perez. And like, even like the day after the, the Rayadas game, like today I was seeing like Rikla Rajunov tweeting at Miriam Garcia and like, just like chatting and joking around. I mean, the players are not, I mean, I'm sure that not all of them are like super best friends, 
But I mean, they, they, they have like these boundaries really clear and like, yeah, maybe you're going to throw in a spicy comment just because it's part of the of the fun and, and everything. But yeah, I mean, when, when fans take it like way too over the top, I mean, I, I really don't want that because I, I actually have been to, to a Clásico Tapatio for the women's side. It was the, the first time I went to see Chivas live and it was at Atlas's uh, Colomos facility. And it was like really great because, I mean, they, they did separate like Chivas fans from, from Atlas fans, but it was like really chill. I mean, of course, there was like booing and yelling and stuff. But I mean, there were Chivas players sitting like right next to me. I was sitting next to to Priscilla Padilla from Chivas. And, and like, yeah, there were some some comments that the, the security guards would make Chivas player families like, they, they would make them, like, delay at the gate to not let them in and stuff. But it was, like, really calm. And it was, like, it felt really safe. I mean, even though it was, like, a, a Clásico Tapatio and it got, like, really heated and stuff, you never really feel like it's going to be a threat to you. And I really want that. I mean, I, I really want that to, to stay the same and not, like, take on the worst aspects of of what like the the men's league fans have have done, so I mean it's kind of like complicated because as the league gets more more exposure, like all of these more mainstream fans, they're they're going to want to get in and maybe try to bring those behaviors. And at some point, like we we kind of need to to wonder what do we need to do, like as fans who have been there for a while, and like this culture that that we have been building for the women's league, like how do we make sure that it's not going to get swallowed by the more violent aspects of it. And it's going to be like something that we're going to need to, to be addressing like mid and long term. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't really, I don't really want that. I mean, I do engage sometimes maybe in, the, in, a, little, in a little bit of banter here and there, but not to that extent. And I, I don't want that and I, and I don't do it either. I think, yeah, I think Vice did a, I think it was Vice that did like a Chivas and Atlas, um, like a little documentary kind of thing where they were interviewing people from each barra and like the things that they they're doing like they go to each other's neighborhoods and like jump each other and stuff like that like uh, even on like a on the men's side like there's no need for that like just go watch the team and support the team you don't there's like the gang mentality like don't bring don't bring that to a game you know being in a men or women's game no room for that amy what do you what do you think yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't, I think that banter's cool, like to riot to like rile up the players like on the field. I don't condone violence outside of the field, but if like the player like if it's a high intensity game and then you kind of see like that intensity resonate physically, not where anybody gets hurt, but I think if you see that like within the game, that kinda adds to like that whole classical. I mean, one of the advantages that we've always said is that the men's and the women's have the same name. So if it kind of just adds to that banter of the rivalry without igniting fans to do something violent or anything like that, I'm okay. I'm okay with it. Like, like, like that aspect of it, right? If all the intensity and everything at, it means a, a really good performance on the field, then okay. But if you're like, yeah, if you're starting to threaten to hurt players or, you know, worse because they are women, you know, you get, like, male fans, like, in their DMs or something starting to really, like, just increase that toxicity, then no, I'm not, I'm not on board with that at all. That would, that would be the, the last thing that I want to see. Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely agree with you. And, um, about, like, the fans being toxic and, like, DMing, like, these players, like, there was some guy last night in 
like quoting our tweets and like asking Norma Palafox out. I was like, what, what is this guy doing? Like, don't don't do that in our mentions. <laughs> Should have reported him, Varo. Should have been like, nah, son. Yeah, it was. It I was, think it was, it was one of Valdo, the, our mentions. It was one, one like, of those guys guy from doing? the uh, from the other viral tweet that you had. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and I mean, it it's not even like an Atlas against Chivas thing. You also see like like even Chivas men's team fans like dissing the, the women's team and saying that it doesn't matter and no one cares and they don't play well. I mean, instead of being happy that that there's a part of the club that's being successful, they're really angry at it. And I mean, it, of course, it also speaks to like much deeper issues in in Mexico. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I just hope that it doesn't get too ugly. I mean, a little bit of banter here and there is fine. Yeah, I, we haven't seen much of that. Like in our mentions, like... um you know, kind of downplaying the women's scene. I, there was, like, one person, I think, and then we just, like, made him unfollow us. <laughs> it's, like, it's dumb. Like, don't... If you're not going to watch, then just don't watch. You don't have to talk shit about something, you know? But, uh, Melissa, we got Atlas on Sunday. Um, Chivas has lost their last two matches against Atlas. They lost 2-0 and 2-1. So we're definitely going to need to break that losing streak on, on Sunday. And, you know, I hope... I hope the Licha revenge tour is successful once again. Yeah, I mean, we were saying that even if she had to play with only one leg, I'm sure that she was going to want to step on the pitch and score. But, yeah, I mean, there there was also, like, this losing streak against Rayadas, and they broke that, so I'm sure that they're feeling, like, more confident and more relaxed, and, and they now know that they can do the same with Atlas. Plus, it's going to be at the Stadio Akron, so that's going to be nice for them too. So yeah, I mean, hopefully they're going to. It's going to be like a good win for Chivas, and yeah, I do think that that they they have like the tools to to pull it off. All right, Melissa, you want to give a score prediction for Sunday night? Wow. I think it's Sunday night, right? Yeah, Let me check it's Sunday. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not good with 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 scores, <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's going to be, like, at least a 2-0 for Chivas, or at least there are going to be, like, two Licha goals. That I'm sure of. All right, 2-0. I'm going to go 2-0, too. Uh, Amy, you want to make a score prediction? You know what? I'm all about the bands. Give Licha's head <laughs> a hat-trick. She deserves it. Make it, like, a 4-1 victory for, for Chivas. Um, just to, Yeah, but just no, to... Amy, I mean... You need to say that Chivas is going to lose because you said that they were going to lose against Rayadas and then they won. So. <laughs> what? Oh, I can't. Okay, fine. Let me. Let me. Let me. Just kidding, everybody. You know what? I'm gonna go with a three-one victory for Atlas with Alison Gonzalez getting the break. There we go. Let, let the let the soccer guys do what they may with it. Yeah, put that on your quiniela too, please. <laughs> oh, don't mess with my team! I gotta win. You I messed. lost. I had such a bad week this week. There was crazy yeah. games. Your quiniela got messed because you messed with Chiva. So <laughs> no, I wanted them to win. Like I wasn't, I wasn't opposed to them winning. But I was like, if my like, what are my quiniela chances? Somebody did though. Shout out to Name. Name got the only point. She she believed in Chivas, so good for her. Yeah. Okay. I owe her a beer. So. <laughs> I'm here for you, Amy. <laughs> That's all right. I'm all right. Dude, I'm right, drinking, drinking oh. way too much during this course, and I'm just going to end it like that. <laughs> hey, Amy, let them, let them know where they can find you on Twitter. I am at, at 
Tecamelia with three A's. You can find me and Ollie there anytime you want. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we'll be back next week after Chivas plays Atlas in the Feminine Clásico Tapatio. Thank you for listening. We are out.